You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name's Josh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. We should try to be a little speedy here because it's a quick turnaround to a midweek deadline. I was hanging out with some friends of the pod on Saturday and uh, it it hadn't dawned on at least half of them that the midweek, this is the midweek slate for game week 12. So A, yep. just public service announcement, get that. Not, it's not even a bus team at this point. Josh, I think at a, t- a Tuesday deadline, this is your real setting your team. Um, oh, yeah. And let's make this episode better than Darwin Nunez's uh, substitute appearance in the Liverpool City match. <laughs> Ultimately, they won. I mean, for that, that's a pretty impressive. I was not expecting 1-0 Liverpool, Brandon. That was not in my yeah. my bingo card of, of possible results today. It seemed to me that Liverpool was playing to impress their dad who told them that they should be better. Um, that was the general <laughs> vibe. And, and and like hats off to them. They played phenomenally. I mean, I don't know if the only better performance we saw on Sunday was Leeds against Arsenal. Leeds steamrolled Arsenal in the second half. It was astonishing to watch that they conspired to somehow not score a goal was beyond belief. Um, so then there you have it. If you're an Arsenal fan, you're over the moon. You're four points clear of Spurs yep. and Manchester City now. And uh, it's going to be tight. I, I, um, it's exciting. And now, I mean, Liverpool, probably a little too far back for us to say they're back in title contention. But at least as far as narratives go, I'm hopeful that we don't have to just blow off Liverpool chat for the coming weeks. I don't think so. And I mean, you know, it could end up being a little bit like, uh, I guess it was the 2020-2021 season, right, where Liverpool were not really in title contention at any point, but they had this sort of fun second half of the season where they were fighting, you know, to hold on to a Champions League spot. They had, of course, that that incredible Allison moment, you know, where he scores the goal late. Mm -hmm. I think it was against West Brom and uh, basically secures. That was really one of the great low key. There are no fans in the stands, but that was probably the highlight of that season in terms of just watching in real time. I could not believe that actually happened. That was such a great moment. And a moment for Allison, and again, I think Allison was the star yeah, of that Liverpool City. <laughs> uh, from, from from fantasy to IRL, you know, the assist, the three bonus, he looked fantastic. So um, defensively, uh, Liverpool showing that they, you know, if they set their minds to it. I don't know if it's just putting Trent on the bench uh, or, or Milner. Probably, uh, a, uh, yeah, that's like a topic for another podcast and something I want to listen to, but it, it is... It's slightly damning, certainly. That like yeah. the uh, Liverpool squad without without Trent, uh, you know, doesn't concede any goals to, to Man City, who have really not been held back by anybody so far this season. So 
Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, and Allison, incredible week for goalkeepers in general. I mean, you had uh, Allison, I think he had 14 points in the end because he got the assist for the the solid goal, three bonus points. I think he had six saves in the match, plus the clean sheet, of course. Um, and that's got to be near a record high. I can't remember a keeper getting more than 14 points in a match. Really remarkable. Uh, so we had him. You had Rhea, who, who I have in my squad. He got 10. Uh, Pope, uh, like he was virtually... Kappa. Kappa was amazing today, like the match mm-hmm. of his life. Uh, Gaita, your boy Ward, Brandon. There are just so many people who like <laughs> delivered. Hey, don't today. say anything about Ward. Ward, uh, it <laughs> appears that Ward's going to be my starting keeper in game week twelve. So I, let's I'm let's debating. go, rah rah, yeah. rah Ward. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, if you had Ward or David Rea, who would you start this weekend? Rea uh, the, at midweek, I should say. Uh, Rea, uh, Brentford host Chelsea. And then, of course, Ward host uh, Ward <laughs> Ward's Lester. I just call Lester Ward now, Brandon, because that's how <laughs> so important he is to the squad. Yeah, Ward hosts um, uh, Leeds on Thursday. I use, this is a standard practice of just start the better player on the better team, even yeah. though it's Chelsea. It's a home fixture for Brentford. They play better. I mean, this season every team has played remarkably better at home, and you know Chelsea is not exactly cutthroat going forward yeah so uh a, i, I it's like a tough one. yeah i'm gonna look at the the clean sheet i i, I think another yeah a home match yeah brentford are just like it seems like home evenings in particular for brentford right like that is just it's it's like they're really like they're like the new like tuesday night in stoke or something like that it's like you don't mm-hmm. want to play you don't want to play a, a friday night in brentford it just feels like it's a <laughs> it's a tricky tricky uh-huh. proposition for a lot of clubs. So, uh, yeah, so really, uh, you know, an interesting weekend. It was, uh, I, you know, the scheduling, like you were talking about this earlier, was a little weird with that four, the four matches on Sunday. I, I suppose it was because of the Champions League and the and the Europa League. But, um, yeah, made for kind of an uneven weekend, especially with the Friday fixture, yeah. too. So uh, everything kind of, you know, came together. But I, I ended up having a great uh, fantasy week. I, I finished on, I believe it was 59 points. Um, and I am now up to, let's see, I'm at 70, 70 K, 70 K, 70.1 K. Um, and so I've, I've had this, uh, I think it's four green arrows out of five and Brandon, that is, that's coincided with me, uh, basically dropping off of Twitter. Do you know, do we think there's a, a (laughs) we talked with Eric Freeman about this last (laughs) last year. Is there, is there a coincidence there? I'm not sure. You know, it's, uh, I do feel like my, my head is a little clearer right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but um, yeah, so it's, it, you know, I know that um, for you, it was kind of maybe like your first kind of tough game week of the season, I would say, right? It feels like you've had pretty, a pretty strong run. And, and not that you even had a terrible game week, but just it was the first, the first red arrow in a while, I feel like. Yeah, it was my second worst game week as far as game week ranks go of the season. You have to go back to game week six, where my game week rank was 8.8 million. I finished on 40 points, which was six below the average in a game week rank of 7.8 million. So yeah, it was a, it was a stinker and I got a, a red arrow. It, um, but this is the pattern for me. It seems over the first 10 weeks or so is two steps forward, one step back. Now that taken as a whole is forward progress. So I'm not going to complain, but yeah, it was a very odd week for my team in that just like nobody really returned. I mean, even even the clean sheet returns that I got were um, uh, of, of the five-point variety. My transfers were Trossard in for um, uh, the injured Luis Diaz, who blanked, and then Joachim Anderson came in for Reese James. 
I had a bench benching headache and I decided to bench Trippier. That was all kind of came out in the wash because I had five from Anderson and five from Saliba. So that's just really one point where I wasn't going to bench Cancelo. And then you get to that final fixture of the game week where I've got double city clean sheet, but I also have Salah. You know, answer this for me, Josh. Good thing, bad thing. I get I lose eight points on the double clean sheet wipeout, but I gain five points on the solid yeah. goal. Everyone's got Cancelo. Right. You know, it's a spotty ownership. Was Anderson on bonus? Yeah. No, he was not on bonus. It was a weird. He had this incredible save on. Uh, I think it was Sala, um, and he wasn't credited. Oh, yeah, amazing. With it was. It. It was Oh, really? The one he tipped um, just past yeah. the bar when Salah broke away in the first first half, I think it was? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was only credited with one save that was earlier in the match. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, I could be wrong on that. So anyway, just like a really anemic week for me. Uh, it's one of those red arrows where you're like, thank goodness uh, game week 12 starts in like 24 hours because yeah, let's wash this yeah. from our mouth. And and then, you know, we'll, we're going to talk a ton about game week 12. We've got uh, 12 key questions for game week 12 that mm-hmm. we're going to work through, even if game week 12 goes terribly. <laughs> Which it which it it very <laughs> might very well might for for some people whose teams are just in utter disarray. Uh, then we just get to kick into game week thirteen right away the following weekend. So it's coming. It, it's almost like festive fixtures right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's uh, it's it's just like a, it's like a race to the World Cup um, to the World Cup break. You know, that's mm-hmm. I think it's November twelfth is is when those last matches are played. We still have two. Yeah, so we've got the midweek fixtures, and then we've got matches. I think the next three weekends. And then we still have two more Champions League matches to play as well. Plus, um, there's a a um, Carabao Cup uh, thrown in there too, Brandon. You know, I love talking about yeah. the Carabao Cup. Care so about, yeah, just yeah. It, yeah. So I think we're, you know we've already seen a little bit of rotation. Not so much this weekend. I think we'll see some at midweek certainly, um, and we'll certainly see some uh, down the stretch here. The question that I, you know it's just it's a little too early answered in this podcast, but there has been some talk already. I know this came up with. Um, uh, who was it? it? I mean, Martinez, I think, was talking about this, that he wants to make sure he's not kind of overloaded heading into the World Cup. And I think that final weekend uh, in November could end up being a really tricky one, uh, sort of depending on, because um, the World Cup starts the week after that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think Qatar, so the final matches of game week, I think, what is it, 16? Uh, the final matches for that game week are that Sunday, smash cut to the following Sunday, you've got Qatar playing in the opening fixture of the World Cup. I mean, there's no buildup at all. You know, like you and I were talking about whether there's going to be a World Cup fantasy game. Like, you know, it's like if there's going to be one, they got to launch it like in a week, right? They got to like watch it while the Premier League's still happening because it's, it's you know, it's going to be so, uh, you know, kind of stacked up uh, on top of each other. Can you imagine being like, on that? Yeah. You just imagine being on that Villa squad, you know, filled with just, uh, you know, you know, not superstars and emmy (laughs) martinez is like listen you know i'm going to the world cup i can't be playing in these premier league matches okay Um, i know especially the key i got a real job (laughs) that's what it's it's one thing if you're like a like left wing right you've played 270 minutes in the last eight days or something but yeah Yeah. for a keeper it's maybe it's a harder sell you know i can see emmy like having to introduce himself to maddie cash on a weekly basis like i'm emmy and you are 
Oh, right. <laughs> Matthew Cash. Great. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the club. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he would call I, him, I like the I, idea that he would call him Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So, so yeah, game week 12, we've got uh, 12 questions to answer. Let's do a little housekeeping first. Uh, before we do that, I have initial housekeeping, Josh. Transfer thoughts? Uh, do we want to get into yeah. our, our personal teams and thinking before we get into the always cheating Super League? Yeah, well, you know, th- Mitro is back and played uh, and scored a goal, uh, in fact. So that that makes things a lot easier for me. I, I had actually only made one transfer, and I I made the rare uh, – I, I had two transfers going into this week, and I liked the way my team was set up, and thankfully it did come good. I mean, Harry Kane, like, just – Low key it has been just like his, he makes the like the floor of every game week for me so high, you know, because he just mm-hmm. delivers every single week. And so I've seen some people talk about like, you know, dropping Kane to fund like Salah or whatever. And to me, that just doesn't really make any sense. Like I would either not have Salah or find another way to get there, because why wouldn't you expect Kane to score in virtually every match? Right. I think like Kane is. I, I I don't know. Like, I mean, is he that much worse of a captain pick than than Mo Salah for game week 12? I mean, Man United's defense is, is pretty good, but I sort of would expect him to score in this match. I don't know. Like, uh, get you know, get some kind yeah. of attacking return. I, I mean, there's no reason to not think that, just given, yeah, as, as you've just said, Kane's rate of return. 100% would not be dropping Kane, especially if you're post-wild card, like, because... I mean, uh, Spurs fixtures, uh, just, just look at their fixtures starting with game week 12. Uh, you've got uh, the, the Manchester United match away, followed by Newcastle, Bournemouth, then Liverpool and Leeds until we break for the World Cup. So there are some, yeah, like I'm looking to get Kane in uh, come yeah. game week 13. I definitely wouldn't be looking to get him out. I think the issue with the game week 12 fixture at Old Trafford for Kane is... It's just, it's a hard result to call. Uh, And that gives some FPL managers cold feet when you're like, well, you know, honestly, nil, nil, maybe might might be the the result that first comes to my mind. I mean, Conte's issue with Spurs this season has been he's not gotten the most out of Spurs attack. And, you know, uh, Eric Tenhag, his whole mission over the last couple of months seems to have been, you know, let's just tighten it up here, boys. And if we can yep. score a goal uh, on the counterattack, that all the better. So it's yeah. going to be, I think, two tight teams going up against each other. Yeah, it's like a Scotty Parker style, but like with a few uh, with a few more goals. Uh, Parker in. ball, yeah, exactly. Parker ball, yeah. So does yeah. Certainly, if I was on a free hit, which we'll talk about um, in, a, in a couple minutes here, I, I, w- I would have Kane on a free hit. I don't care who he's playing. I think he's one of the players most likely going to attack and return out of out of anybody this week. Just just by the very very fact itself. But I mean, the fact that he is not like again, he's we have not talked about him quite enough in this podcast just because Holland is you know, is kind of in his like kind of slot a little bit mm-hmm. up front, but uh, he is not, Kane has not blanked since game week one. And that is 10 consecutive attacking returns, which um, I guess is the new streak now that Holland uh, blanked uh, in game week 11. So Harry Kane is the reigning mm-hmm. attacking return champion right now. So anyway, but back to my, my transfers. So you thinking of captaining him? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in Salah and captain him, but I do like <laughs> okay. I, I I just I, I just feel like Kane deserved a little love, so I, I was I was going to the route. So the move that I made this week was to bring in Mark Gahey, who ended up in my first bench spot. Um, got a clean sheet and a bonus point, which is always a nice uh, a nice move going into um, 
uh, the weekend I've got to start them. Uh, and so I've got two free transfers. Um, I have no money in the bank. So one of my defenders, one of my defender transfers has to free up enough money for me to go from, to, from De Bruyne to, uh, Mo Salah. And so the plan right now is to move Perisic, who I suspect will not start this weekend. Or if he doesn't, even if he does start, I, I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if Man United didn't, didn't, didn't score in that match. I don't know. Just like, I, if the, the question to me is whether I drop Perisic or I drop Cancelo, but I, I just want Cancelo back in almost immediately. And so yeah. to me, because I have 10 players right now, um, I have sort of the, the mild luxury of being able to, um, and I, I, don't, I don't have Madison, I don't have James, right? The other kind of two problem players that a lot of people have in their squad. So it just seems easier just to get rid of Perisic right now, take my eight points. Thank you very much uh, from, from this game week. And, and, and move him to a uh, Brighton defender, uh, either Dunker Webster, uh, and then from there go um, De Bruyne to Salah and, um, and then hold Salah for the next two game weeks. Um, and so that, that just seems like the simplest moves that would require, like if I did the kind of like don't overthink it, just keep things very simple, straightforward, mm-hmm. that's, that's the moves. I would, I'd field 11 this week. I would have uh, Cancelo, uh, Holland, and Gabriel Martinelli as my three bench players. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I'm leaning right now. And so I think you're in a more interesting spot because you still have a wild card in hand. Um, so what are you, what are you thinking right now for game week 12? Sure. I've gone through all the machinations. Do I wild card for game week 12? That felt like it was legitimately on the cards when I was looking at that Reese James injury. Um, cause the last thing I wanted to do going into game week 11 was, solve a transfer with a guy who I thought was going to be in my squad for game week 12. So anyway, ultimately I just don't feel like I'm going to build a remarkably better team on a wild card for game week 12. That sets me up the way I want to be set up for, for game week 13. So the plan right now is, and, and, and also with the free hit, the upside of a free hit later on with a double game week or a, a bigger blank feels feels uh, much stronger to me. So wild card free hit fully off the table for me. And I'm planning to roll out with 10 guys. Um, I mean, how many weeks, even, even the good weeks, you've got a player who, who blanks. So I'm just putting pressure on a, my 10 guys to all play, uh, Leon Bailey, I'm looking at you and fine. I'll just take a cameo from Leon Bailey off, off the bench. If, if that's what it, takes in in game week 12 i feel like there's no way bailey doesn't get you know at least a minute midweek and uh i mean i don't know i don't want to know what steven gerrard is going to do it's not like any any lineup everyone should be yeah everyone should be at risk right i mean ollie Watkins just i mean he is he he is i guess he only got 24 minutes in match week one but then it has been, he's had one goal in 10 consecutive starts playing the full 90 minutes the mm-hmm. entire time. It just really feels like it's, it's just not enough for a player that you and I both like a lot. But I mean, one mm-hmm. goal, I mean, what can you say, right? And so obviously Ings got um, the start this week and as well. Um, and yeah, just like, so I, like you said, I mean, who knows with, with, with Bailey? I mean, you know, there's not like a ton of players in that kind of price tier, um, mm-hmm. obviously if you can, if you can get up to seven or 8 million, it's probably worth taking a minus four and we can, you know, we could talk more about some, some punty options, um, later, but, um, you know, like, like Miguel Almiron, like, is he worth, is it worth a, you know, cause he's, he's 5.2. So kind of fairly close. Is it worth, you know, a minus four to bring in Almiron for, um, mm-hmm. Everton at home? I, I don't yeah. feel like it is. 
mean, the minus four I considered was Ederson out for Kepa, and then I could move Jesus to Kane. Now, you look at Kane's returns, yeah, they're like virtually guaranteed, but they're guaranteed at a level of, you know, anywhere from eight to ten points. Take minus four off of that, and then this is a player who I would be more likely to bring in in a wild card where I'm able to shuffle the pack a bit more. So my move, I think, is just going to be Jesus to Mitrovic, and okay. uh, I'll, I'll field 10. Okay, got it. So so you won't burn any points. You'll just go Jesus to Mitro yeah. and field 10. Yeah, I mean, even if I, if I do the Kepa and Kane minus four, I'm still only fielding 10 players. So And, and that's just a virtue of, you know, my... I've got six Arsenal and, and six City at the moment and Ederson being one of yeah. them. It's like it doesn't it just doesn't allow me to get a full squad out regardless of what I do with Ederson there. So um, yeah. I'm just you know, I'm just going to roll the dice and hope that somebody like Trossard comes through against Forrest and helps to bolster my game week score. Yeah, and I, I think honestly fielding 10 might be might put you in, in reasonable stead. Um, given the hits and is it okay to just field yeah. eight and lots of other questions that people are are kicking around right now. I mean, as well as people who are just like, like we said at the top here, just going to forget to set their team. Uh, yeah, and you know, my, I mean, con- even, my, my, yeah. my condolences to all the James Madison owners out there. And that yellow yeah. card was um, a gift to Madison non-owners because then yeah. that was basically, it was a minus one to Madison owners and then, ultimately probably a minus five if you consider the transfer the the added transfer some people might have to make to um get a a decent a decent squad out this week so yeah sorry to all those madison owners out there yeah madison is like a um he it just it's never pure joy with him brandon you know there's always (laughs) something always something around the corner uh, with him, I, I, you know, but I, I have my own weird issues with Madison. So let's, well, well, well I mean, we're certainly going to talk about Madison replacements later as well. So let's let's stop talking about what we're going to talk about later. Let's quickly, uh, I want to shout out the OSG and Super League, Brandon. We've had a lot of Monday fixtures and things like that that have thrown us off a little bit. So uh, let's do a proper shout out here. Uh, we kick things off. We have a five-way tie for eighth, Brandon. Wow. So okay. how do you like that? It's a cluster. So, Siste uh, Van Dam, Matt Knox, Josh Davis, Evan Smith, and Dimitri Van Der Reek, uh, are all tied in eighth. Uh, then you've got Graham and McBlain in seventh, Dog Ing Stenhog in sixth. You can really tell, Brandon, what, what, how, how international the always cheating mm-hmm. uh, listening audience sure. is when you read through the top ten here. Um, Kariatu Adama Kanu in fifth, uh, Jovan Sapanovic in fourth, uh, Balax. Kaksani in third, sorry, uh, Sveinung Arnensen in second, and Lewis Gamby in first. So congrats that to everybody. An admirable job, Josh. Eight. Yeah, thank you. The, the trick is just to pretend that you're pronouncing them correctly. Yeah. Uh, did also want to shout out some new Patreons this week, Brennan, uh, new Patreon supporters, uh, Sean Moussin, Jeremy Brill, Gene Armis, and Johan Eckenberg, Eckerberg, excuse me, uh, all joined us this week and... People want to support the podcast, Brandon. You know, we we try to soften these plugs as the season goes on. But, uh, you know, really, anytime, especially once the season kicks off, anytime we get a new patron, it really 
um, you know, really makes my day. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be in there talking about the World Cup, um, you know, all the time, too. You know, so it'll be fun, be fun place to go and, and talk with some people because, you know, there'll be matches on all day. And, and that international flavor you really do get in the uh, uh, in our Slack because it just means that there are literally people like if I can't sleep and I wake up at 4 a.m., like <laughs> there's somebody in our Slack having a conversation yeah. uh, about something, you know, football related. So it's uh, it's a fun community to join. Yeah, speaking of community, I just wanted to say hey to Sam Danby, who was visiting New York from Norway. Great to watch the Saturday matches with Sam, who's a longtime friend of the pod, as well as his pal Will and Michelle. Uh, Always a treat to see her and and, and Danny Bean, our our good friend. So the community is on the Slack, and it is in real life. Alwayscheating.com slash, wait, no, that's patreon.com slash (laughs) alwayscheating. Uh, And don't forget, for for the Patreon supporters in our Patreon mini league, we've got that free kit competition going. So the best score through the month of October is getting a free kit from worldsoccershop.com. Yeah, Brennan, and why don't I shout that person out just while we're talking here? Because, you know, you can do that. I, I, I often forget that you can actually just check who the top scorer is for a particular month, you know? It's, uh, oh, it's who's like, in the league? Oh, gotta, oh, Brandon, we have a topic. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. My hands just went to my 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 brow. Uh, Bob Fox and Lachlan Hyatt are both tied for first right now, Brandon. Mm-hmm. So it's producer Bob. Yeah, coming down to the white. That's true. Yeah, producer Bob right there at the top. So that's very cool. Um, yeah, he probably already has a shirt brand, so we're going to have to give him something. Oh, wait, no, he he has a shirt from us. He doesn't have a kit uh, from World Soccer Shop. So, uh, you know, what, what, what's better? Who's to say? Um, all right, well, let's take know. a quick break. And then we, we've, got, we've got 12 questions for game week 12. Let's get right into it. All right, Brian, we're back. 12 questions for game week 12. Lots of different ways to approach this game week. Uh, and a reminder, again, that it kicks off on Tuesday. I broke this up into a couple different categories. There's sort of general questions. Uh, and then we have a few player-specific questions that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to close things off with uh, kind of a miscellaneous grab bag, Brandon. It's like uh, Santa reaching into his bag. Let's see what, what toy comes out. I don't know if you ever saw Ernest uh, Saves Christmas, Brandon. But, you know, of course. Uh, they, get, yeah. they get a hold of that Santa bag, you know. And it's just, you just pull, magical bag. Just pull Endless delights. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's kick things off with uh, Neymar Butlins. Just a great name, Brad. It's one of our Patreon supporters. Says, <laughs> is that is like it, if Neymar from Brazil had a baby with Jack Butland? Uh, you the, know what it sounds like? English goalkeeper. Who's the guy? What's that like? That it's like the internet meme of the guy who like runs into the. Um, oh, Leroy like Jenkins. Room. Yeah. It sounds like Leroy Jenkins to me. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Anyway, Neymar Butlin says, is it worth grabbing the Week 12 free hit chip parachute? So You said no yeah, already. I, I, I said no already, but that's a personal thing. For you. Now, let's go, back, let's go back to the James Madison issue. Sure. The, what you want to try to calculate as best you can with the free hit is, what do I stand to gain from the free hit in Game Week 12 versus later on down? Now... Seasons past, you can expect there to be a blank game week where you're missing probably upwards of four, maybe five key fixtures. Your team will be decimated. That is ultimately, like traditionally, when the key hit is most handy. Alternately, there could be a game week later on down the trail where you've got 15 fixtures, you know, a bunch of good teams double, and you want to capitalize and and play that free hit. Now, what's your return going to be in those two scenarios that are likely to occur? versus this uh, Game Week 12 or one team blanks. Now, the, the, the twist with Game Week 12 is this one blank is, is um, 
you know, it's just decimating people's fantasy teams. Yeah, it's you know, the I'm worst possible that. blank. <laughs> right, yeah, like half your team is is out, which is one blank. So I do think, like, if you have three City, three Arsenal, you didn't deal with Reece, the Reese James injury in the last game week, plus you've got James Madison out, then I yeah. I think, you know, I haven't, like, you know, I don't have the back of the envelope here, but I feel like you're in the territory of the upshot might be on par with that, those other blank or double scenarios I mentioned. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Okay. The, the problem, which you, we talked about a, a little bit last week and I, I, I'm sort of, I think you've laid it out well there, which is sort of, you know, what's the, I mean, it's really about, it's sort of reminiscent of the, the Kane discussion, right? Like how, how much, you know, does having eight players affect your floor? Right. And like, what does a free hit do for your ceiling? Right. Like if you free hit in game week, I mean, we, I feel like we just went through this last season, which is that you and I both took a free hit chip parachute when there was a bunch of COVID postponements. Right. And it was like, I had a pretty good game week. I probably got eight more points than I would have otherwise. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 12. I probably take another hit or whatever, but like, you know, all told it, it didn't really change things that much. And everybody who sort of waited down the stretch for these double game weeks. I mean, we know that they're, they're going to be coming even, even this year, right? I mean, even you have these kind of standard ones that are going to happen, but you have an entire match week's worth of fixtures that have to come at some point, right? They're going to get stuck into one of these game weeks later on. You've got another additional three matches uh, from game week eight, right? That that, are, that still have to get rescheduled as well, right? So uh, you know, two of them being Man City matches where a good chance that Holland plays at least 120 minutes in, in some of the, I mean, obviously that's not really relevant for free hat. That's more of like a triple quest. We'll triple already have, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You already have them, but like, but you know, certainly there will, there will be, you know, squads that, you know, teams that have, that you don't, that you don't have in your squad. I mean, like Liverpool, you know, maybe like, you know, down the stretch, like it could be that Trent has who none of us really have at the moment, right. That he may have two great home fixtures or whatever. And, but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily want him long term because he's so expensive. And so a free hit is mm-hmm. nice. It's a nice, you know, option for somebody like that. It's got a really high upside uh, in a double game week. So yeah. I think looking at these fixtures, I'm just not seeing the kind of high upside that would justify a free hit. I mean, like, what is the single best fixture here in in, in game week 12? I, I guess it's Liverpool hosting like a kind of resurgent West Ham, right? So, yeah. you know, I mean, coming and Liverpool coming after an emotional win. Right. Like a, a very highly, highly intense emotional win. And then yeah. 72 hours later, they've got to play a West Ham team that's suddenly playing quite a, quite a bit better. So, you know, I, I, other than that, you've got I mean, I guess you've got Brighton hosting Forest, but I'm sorry, like I'm not. It's not that I have any particular problem with with Trossard or the Brighton defense or anything like that. And I, I plan to bring in a Brighton defender myself. But, you know, the idea that that there's any kind of guarantee that Brighton are going to like wipe the floor with, with Forrest. I just, I just don't think they're like a good enough team. Right. And that, you know, I think like it could be far enough away now from Potter's departure that we are, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's a team in, in a little bit of transition here. Right. Like there's sort of, you know, it's a bit, a bit like uh, you ever worked at a company where, um, the boss, like your, your boss left, mm-hmm. you know, like a mm-hmm. VP or whatever. And it's like, everyone kind of keeps doing what they're doing for a couple weeks after that. Right. You sort of like, you know what your margin orders are and you want to be in your sure, best waiting behavior. for the new hire to come in. Yeah, exactly. But after a couple of weeks, it's like, you know, the, whatever the CEO is not paying as much attention as they were, you know, when they were 
giving you guys a little extra support for those first couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. you realize no one's really watching, you know, and it's just sort <laughs> of, you know, and so I, I feel like maybe with Brighton right now, it's like there's, there's the new boss, but he doesn't, you know, it's like, it's a, I don't know. It just feels like, um, it's, it's not totally clear to me that I also like, I mean, you know, I, I just think like, because it's midweek, you could see some rotation, uh, with some of these, um, you know, with some of these squads as well, I, I worry about that a little bit with Sven Botman, uh, who's my um, kind of a, a bench Newcastle defender that I plan to start this week. I hope he does start. He actually went off to get some treatment in this match as well. So I'm like slightly worried that this is like, you know, he just that Jamal Lascelles comes in for, uh, you know, to spell him um, at midweek. Uh, but whatever. And you can't you, know, you can worry about this stuff. But what am I going to do? Burn four to drop him? No, I'm not. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, other than that, it's like I guess Newcastle hosting Everton would be one of the better fixtures. I mean, am I missing like a really great fixture here? Maybe <laughs> Fulham Villa. I don't they're know. They're all, they're all, yeah. they're all very marginal fixtures. You sort of look at these home teams and you like give a slight edge to, all right, yeah. Bournemouth slight edge over Southampton, uh, Brentford, Chelsea, bit of a wash as far as I'm concerned. Palace slight yeah. edge over Wolves, Fulham slight edge over Villa, Leicester, yeah, I don't know. I thought Leeds look amazing against uh, Arsenal, but I feel like they spent all of their uh, their sprint yeah. meter in that Arsenal fixture. I'm really yeah. not sure how they're going to be away, Leicester. I think they do feed off Ellen Road too. So I, I agree with you. I do. I do want to. Um, I believe our our uh, Brighton are a, a little in a little bit of a better position than you're giving them credit for. I mean, I remember our skepticism about uh, James Madison until he played Forrest and lit them up for 19 points. You cannot overstate how poor a team uh, Forrest are. Watching that (laughs) Wolves-Forrest match on Saturday, it was like, claw your eyes out. And, you know, please forgive me, all the Forrest fans out there, but it's it's not the best of times here for this club. And, I mean, Brighton was a frustrating watch against Brentford because... It was just so tippy tappy. It was not tiki taka. It was like they were just they didn't really know what they they were doing. I will grant you that. But um, yeah. I think the players and the organization are good enough that Brighton are good for two goals in that Forest match. Yeah, I, I I think that's I think that's fair. I just you know I, I I will just point out that in their last five, it's they have three losses, a draw, and and one win, and they have not kept a clean sheet since game week four. So there are certainly, the whole point though, is really just that there's no like spectacular fixture. And even the one that looks great, I think is one that we have to view with a little bit of suspicion. Um, I, I, I certainly think that, um, that Trossard's a great transfer option that he is a like dark horse. Maybe he's like, he's probably a good vice captain pick, um, for this week. Um, so, you know, I just, it's a lot, it looks like a lot of one ones and two ones to me. Yeah. Right. As I, I look agree. Through, this, I agree. through this. Yeah. And so I think even I feel, and so the next question uh, from TJ Crane, which I think is kind of a, a set with this, because a lot of people still have their wild card, uh, yourself included. Um, and I know you're like getting to a point now where the wild card could end up turning into like a free hit chip of your own, right? You yeah. just keep it till game week yeah. 16 and uh, yep. to play it then. Um but he said, you know, is now to, is now the time to play your first wild card um, instead of instead of waiting, you know, until game week thirteen when the, when the blank is over. And right. you know, if I were in your position, I, I I would probably be inclined to play my wild card and and just sort of set it up the way I've done it, which is or the way I plan to do it this week, which is to have three players from uh, Liverpool and Man City on my bench, and then just 
And then, you know, I, I just don't know what, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like what else I would like. I basically, I mean, I, there's only one team that there's only one squad that blanks. Right. And so, you know, like if you really wanted Sokka in game week 13, then you could have like, uh, you know, um, a Zaha uh, as a placeholder or, you know, I don't know, somebody, somebody kind of in that, in that, in that price range Trossard maybe. Um, so I, you know, for you, it's, do you just, you know, is it just that you don't, you just don't feel like there's enough upside in your particular case? Uh, if you, if you, if you do the wild card move, like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't yeah. up your, your ceiling enough. Yeah. It's, it's just like we said with the free hit, like what kind of team are you going to build on a wild card for this week that is going to be compelling enough, not just for game week 12, but but uh, going forward, I mean, I'm going to wild cards so I can bring Sokka on my bench. Or I, I mean, for me, the wild card is kind of like, all right, that's when I get rid of Sala, and which means I'm probably playing wild card in game week 14 and sort of restructuring from there to, to hit game weeks 14, 15, 16 as hard as I possibly can. I just feel like there's going to be a better upside for a creative wild carding after this week. I wholly agree with how we had just framed it with free hit where it's just game week 12. There's going to be, there's always one exception. There's always going to be one player that goes off, but I do think it's going to be a, a pretty muted week. And, uh, you know, the temptation of playing the wild card is going to be to attack game week 12. And I just don't see what there is to attack. I sort of feel like I'm of two minds here because if it were, if it were me, I would not be able to resist wildcarding if I had one in hand because I would see it as an opportunity to almost free hit chip without using a free hit chip, right? Like a sort of modified free hit chip where I'd have three bench players, um, you know, from from Arsenal and and Liverpool, maybe four, I guess, if I I don't know if we really wanted Ramsdale or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so that that's how I would I, I would play it because I, I just wouldn't be able to resist the the possible upside of of targeting um you know a particular game especially when everybody is is going to be struggling to even field 11 the idea that you could have this kind of you know free hit level squad um would be would be really hard to to resist i think but the other side of that coin is that i have never like i feel like in you know 10 plus years of playing fpl however long we've been doing this now uh i have like never had a good midweek fixture like Mm -hmm. i always get forward to these tuesday wednesday matches i mean they're you know in the u.s it's 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 great because it's like you know you're working in the afternoon you have this nice little it's like that's like the time to get in your your excel spreadsheet you know and start Mm -hmm. like all right i'm I'm gonna like do you know whatever like i'm gonna do the 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 boring project that i've been putting out forever and i just got this match on my phone or whatever that i can you know track um but yeah it feels like i it is very rarely uh worked out they they tend to be kind of unpredictable and, and rotation heavy so i i do see what you're saying um and so i guess we haven't necessarily definitively answered this but it, i guess it's just a style question really you know mm-hmm. um i think that um i think for you it's you just you just don't see the upside and i think for me i i, I can't resist pretending that there is some even if there's you know, yeah there's not yeah i think it is it, it, it I just think that there's the same upside in game week 12 as there is in 13 and 14 and, and 15, uh, based on, based on that argument. But that's, that's, yeah. you know, the glasses I'm looking through right now. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, let's, let's, you know, it feels like we're just on different sides, but I think we've at least, uh, introduced some ways of thinking about it that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that people can, can, can possibly use, um, 
Mike DiPietro, uh, this is maybe uh, getting closer to where most people are, uh, which is that uh, he says, I, I plan to take a minus four to field a full 11 in game week 12. Uh, Madison's suspension has changed that now. Do you think fielding less than 11 this week will be a rank destroyer? No, I, I don't. And that's, um, I'm planning to field 10, uh, which pretty much answers that question. Uh, most, uh, I mean, more than half the 10 million plus teams out there don't know what's going on right now. So, you know, just yeah. remove 5 million teams right out of the gate. I think a lot of people are going to be taking hits. A lot of, and then, okay, and then another, you know, half of your work league will forget the deadline. And then a lot <laughs> of other people are going to be taking hits. If you feel 10 and you've got one or two guys that bring in some points, you're going to be steady. So that's um, that's my prediction anyway. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that's right. It, it, so I'll, I'll pair this with Brian with question number four here, Brian. We're just, just mowing through these questions. Uh, and Brian says, uh, how many available players before you consider a free hit, right? So this is sort of comes down to, you know, it's sort of what Mike was talking about. Like how many, what am I going to do right now? You know, like, and I, I, I think, again, the the ceiling, I, I would not be surprised at the average, well, let's not say average score because that's, um, that includes all the people who aren't paying attention. But let's say like average score among people who are like, really going for it this week, right? Like mm-hmm. like paying a lot of attention to FPL, have a team that's kind of similar to yours in some way. I think we're looking at like a, an average score of like 40 to 50, right? Like somewhere. I mean, you've, you've taken probably like the two best fantasy teams and dropped them, right, from okay. <laughs> from the game week. And so you would expect to be a, there to be a level down from there, right? And let's say that you have Mo Salah and you captain him. You know, he may just by himself elevate that um, elevate that game week twelve score. But you know, I'm, I'm not seeing. You know, again, it's like the the squad, the teams that might scare you: Sun, Kane, um, I, even Trossard. Right? Like, there's a handful of players that that could hurt you. But I'm not I, I'm not seeing like 19 point returns from any of them. Right? I'm not seeing like that. Mm-hmm. Full, it, it really again, it just it's it's those Arsenal and Man City players where we're seeing that. Right? We're seeing <laughs> Foden and Saka and like. You know, I don't even Zinchenko in game week one. Like, you know, it's like that. It feels like that's where the double digits are coming from. And so we've taken those two teams out of this game week. So I think I think you could even get away with like eight or nine um, to, to Brian's question about players. I think if you had yeah. eight players, but they were all good. Right. 
yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to like other people that have like six players, like, you know, and like, the, the, like, I guess is there's like some way that you might have, I don't know, like maybe you just like weren't thinking about this game week 12 or it snuck up on you. Right. And you've got five players from Man City and Arsenal and you have Reese James <laughs> and you have, uh, and you have, you know, James Madison, Madison. and then some other yeah. player that we're freaking about right now. Like if you, if you have like four players, then I think then you maybe I mean you were saying this earlier, but like I think yeah. you know if you have like four players, then sure that a free hit is probably like a real like yeah. bird in the hand, like just take <laughs> the parachute, you know. I think yeah. if you if you can get up to eight or even or like nine, maybe like I'd probably take if I had eight, I'd take another minus four to at least get to nine, just just for the hell of it, you know. Oh yeah, I'd take the hit on an on a you know squad of eight players. I'd take another hit just for just for the fun of it, just so I had another <laughs> yeah, player exactly. to watch. I don't know exactly. how strategically sound it is, but <laughs> yeah, that would be that the way. aim yeah. of my game for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to a couple of uh, player specific questions here, Brandon. Uh, uh, we're looking at some data. You know, I'm just going to give another shout out, Brent. It feels like I give one in every every podcast. We don't get, we don't get any money from them, but um, much like we FPL should Game at Week this last point, year, come on now. <laughs> yeah, well, much much like FPL Game Week last year was a, was a was a site that we shout out for free all year long. Um, I think that FPL Review is terrific, and I've really been enjoying it. And uh, I think it's a great it's a great resource. So if you're somebody who's data inclined but doesn't want to originate your own data, uh, which is definitely the category that I find myself in, it's a very fun place to go and and look at some some reliable stats. So anyway, that's just bonus ad right there, Brandon, unpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're like a nonprofit over here. Um, so let's go to some player questions. Uh, I, I bring that up because uh, I was, I was looking at some of their data ahead of this, ahead of this discussion. Um, Aloha Lounge says is Mount Mason Mount mm-hmm. brace, brace Mount. Brandon, is he <laughs> the best 8 million mid to replace James Madison? I mean, this is this is recency bias and in full effect, is it not? Yes, that's true. Although he is a player who runs hot, we have seen this before with Mason Mount. Uh, yeah, you know. two goals against Villa, of course, in game week eleven. Two assists against Wolves. Now let's isolate those two goals that he scored against Villa. Um, hard, hard to replicate yeah. either of those. Goals. First one's effectively a Ming's own goal, you could argue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I I think like it. It it, it then becomes a question of like how biased am I, just from a budget point of view? Because if I'm thinking of like cheeky differential picks for game week twelve, Raheem Sterling comes to mind. Is it is it Raheem Sterling only because he's one point nine million more more than that actually, Um, close to. Uh, he's more than two million more expensive than than Mason Mountain. Suddenly, he's more worth it. But you know, I you would always want to get the guy who's who's playing farther ahead. But Mount, I don't know. In the spirit of game week twelve, being kind of like a, a sort of like quote free hit, not a free hit chip, but just sort of a try anything sort of a game week. I don't have a huge issue with Mason Mount here. No, I, I don't have a huge issue with with Mason Mount either. I, I think that I think, as we talked about earlier, I do think that Trossard would be the pick if I if I didn't have him already. Um, he's you know he saves you a million, right? So assuming that you're not wildcarding your way out of game week twelve, um, that million will will certainly come in handy later. Um, I think that uh, they have the best isolated. I'd say the best fixture uh, in game week twelve, hosting um, as you said a, a really, I, I suppose a Forest team that has like. They've only conceded 
a goal in each of the last two matches, which feels like a um, a major comeback for them. Uh, but but you know, it's also kind of a fast turnaround for them. Like I feel like they they played Monday last week, and they, you know, I mean, granted, they they have more squad. They got depth a deep any, squad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think probably of any team in Europe, I don't, it's like only like Chelsea with their with their with their massive you know farm system do you get uh, you know uh, you know a, a squad as deep as yeah. as forest so maybe maybe they'll be fine but um i think i think he'd i guess i guess i would go trossard first um if i'm sort of playing in a normal way where i um i you know because i think that money will, will will help you in other spots um i won't necessarily say where you could use that money because it's sort of different for everybody's squad um i think that um I, I think that Sterling is really fun as a one-week punt. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, although, honestly, like, that's just based on what he's done, like, at Man City. Like, there's really, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not like there's any, yeah. like, super strong argument for doing it. Uh, what do you think about Marcus Rashford? Uh, rested at midweek, um, probably gets the start in that Spurs match. I mean, if you want to be just a little yeah. weird and different, I think he's kind of a fun fun pick. I like I mean, it. Ronaldo certainly isn't getting it done. No, no, he is. He's not. Uh, Ollie Watkins levels coming out of Ronaldo right now. So yeah, I yeah, I, I like the Rashford pick. Uh, I have had Zaha. I'm just like thinking of other players kind of in that price range. I've had him for three weeks now. Uh, I've had one assist uh, in no goals in those three weeks. I He might just be one of those guys. He just shows up at the top of stats tables, but you actually don't mm-hmm. really want to own him in fantasy. That's sort of where like he does all the right things and I'm, you know, he'll have some run later on this year where, uh, you know, the eight people who still have him will be rejoicing, you know, uh, but I will, he'll be long gone from my team. He's just too inconsistent. I just, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I don't know, whatever. I mean, it's, it, it seems worse because what we've seen from Foden and Saka and, and Bowen and all, all these other kind of players in Phil that year. Phil Billing, Trossard himself, right? I mean, uh, Trossard's been been brilliant. Um, so yeah, so Zaha, I would not, I would not include there. I think even on a uh, on a free hit, I'm not sure I'd have Zaha. I mean, eh, that Wolves team, like, do you see they may bring back Nuno? That's like the new the new talk. Just like get the band back together. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it does I love sound it. Fun. Well, yeah, go for it. Um, all right. So, but yeah, I, th- I think that my, I think that Mount is probably, um, probably the easiest, the cleanest, simplest Madison replacement, mm-hmm. um, outside of, outside of Trosser, but many people probably already have him in their squad. Um, crude and gold. Uh, we sort of answered this earlier, but it's just players, you know, he said, would you take a minus eight this week to field 11 players? I mean, we sort of talked about this already. I mean, just looking at the players that we just consider for that midfield spot like there was kind of no single player that i was like enamored with i mean you look at the forwards you've got kane who we talked about already um callum the truth wilson brandon can i interest you in the truth always isak had a isak had a setback apparently so he's going to be out um i think probably through the end of uh you know probably probably until december so uh, yeah, you know, Wilson so was Wilson lively. He, he was yeah. lively during that United match. Uh, you know, he he had a he had a I don't think like like a hardcore penalty claim, but he was doing his thing. I think he's kind of like where you would expect him to be. Darwin Nunez is, you know, I, I kind of joked mm. at the start of the pod about he had a you know one of his bad performances as a sub against City, but now with Jota out and Firmino having started. Uh, on Sunday, I, you gotta feel like Nunez is gonna start 
on Wednesday for Liverpool, and that feels like a, f- I don't know, not fun. It doesn't feel fun. Um, it feels like there's a certain degree of upside there. Totally. I mean, talk again, and there, there's a question. I guess I'll just I'll just bring the question in right now because it, it just uh, it just makes sense for this conversation. Daniel Burbaker asked, "Who are the best one week punts?" If I was on a free hit, I'm I'm gonna have Darwin just for the sheer fun of it. You know, I feel like he's uh, I think I think I think you're right there. He's gonna start. It's feels like a chance for him to score some goals against a. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, West Ham are, are, are a little. They're they're better defensively now. I certainly wouldn't. Um, I was. I, I would expect a somewhat resurgent Liverpool to put a couple past them, though. Certainly. Yeah, they've had some injury concerns. I think Dawson and Zuma were were out this weekend. Let me just. I'll, I'll double check that. Zuma but was um, Zuma was out for he, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, the emotional high that Liverpool had against City and how hard they had to work, how does that then result on Wednesday against West Ham? Does that mean that they're inspired? Does that mean that they're fatigued? But, you know, they're going up against a West Ham team that is traveling to the farthest reaches of Europe to play on Thursday night who are just like playing um, nonstop with with not as deep of a squad. I am um, so about the Thursday factor. Yeah, Nunez versus Mitro. Pick one. And how about Callum Wilson? Throw him in there as well, right? Huston, sure, pick Huston, one. Huston Everton. Yeah. Uh, in Mitro, they play. Is it Villa um, at yes, home? At home, yeah. On a free hit, I'll go Nunez. As a transfer, I'll go with. It's a tough one. I guess I'll go with Mitro just because, um, I mean, I don't know. He just, it feels like it's like his route to points is like, he'll just get them. He'll, he'll win a pen if he has to, you know, it's like sort of like, he's just, he's just a little scrappier. He, he is that team, right? It's like, oh, is he going to play at all? No, he's going to play and he's going to play the full 90. You know, he's like, he's straight in and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, I, I think that Mitro is um, is probably the safest player. I mean, Callum Wilson has been so injury prone of late. Um, obviously, Mitro is coming coming off this ankle problem as well. Um, but you know, I, I, there's even a chance I think that Mitro that or that Callum Wilson doesn't start at midweek, right? Just because mm-hmm. he is a player that has had just endless injury problems the last uh, couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's Chris Wood time against Everton, baby. Let's go. He honestly could be. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you put Joel Linton up there. Not after, uh, not after his, the double crossbar um, today. Was it was it the post? That's a I skill. What it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he hit the crossbar, then the post. It was uh, really unbelievable. Post, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that let's go to um, JMO, our friend JMO Brandon, fast tender hey, JMO. JMO, says, "Is now the time for Trossard to target the Forest fixture?" All right, so you brought in Trossard. You, I presume, watched the the, the Friday match. I what did. did you think about your your new buddy Leandro? <laughs> Leandro had a poor match. Uh, they were just out of sync. The whole forward lineup. Danny Welbeck, his brain was just moving at half speed, and he would get the ball, and it would just you could see the wheels turning. It's like now, yeah, what am I gonna do? Um, Trossard was heavily involved but he was misplacing a lot of passes and it just wasn't coming off and I think the bigger issue for Brighton is that they were just 
trying to play too intricately. Now, is this a, a deserby mandate? Like, I want you to pass through with the defense. That sounds really fun. Um, or was it just Brentford was super organized and, and Brighton didn't have what it took to unlock the door? So, Trossard, you're not feeling super bullish coming off of that performance. But on the same token, I feel like he's he and Pascal Gross both, both came off on the earlier side. I feel like they're definitely going to start. And Forrest has just been a uh, let's get back to winning ways sort of a fixture, especially playing at home. Um, yep. So I, it's like I, I feel like if you've got the free transfer, Trossard seems like a blindingly obvious pick to make, and I would not discourage anyone from making it. I feel like the theme that we're hitting upon here, Josh, is like, don't expect much kind of from anybody in <laughs> game week 12. And I don't want to, I don't want to be like negative, overly negative or anything like that. But um, these are not wild you, swings we're taking. Yeah. You brought, you brought up Darwin. I think he's fun. I mean, this actually, it would be a game week where it'd be fun to have more than three forward spots. Right. Because uh, I have to admit Dominic Solanke, I mean, I just, you know, talk about like, I think it's good to admit when you have a blind spot sometimes. And for me, it was just hard for me to believe that. So Sol- I mean, had an excellent season in the championship last year too. And to me, he was just the, the failed Liverpool, you know, Academy player, basically. <laughs> I just, it was just hard for me to, to see past it, but you know, what is it? Three goals or three assists and a goal um, in his last, two. in his last two matches. You're right. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two goals on the uh, season. Um, but I mean, beyond that, I gr- I agree. Like Solanke looks like he's up for it at the moment, and um, I think the bigger picture is Bournemouth look very competent right now. Like Bournemouth are staying up. That is to weirdly me competent. The biggest storyline <laughs> of the season so far. I have to. Be, I can't even remember who they replaced Scotty Parker with. Who is the new? Who is the current Bournemouth manager? It's his name is Gary O'Neill, and he was uh, he was on the uh, sort of like staff upon parker's departure so he's a placeholder oh, manager it's a okay. classic like i mean it, it, i mean it's not really an ole gunner sort of a thing because they haven't like um brought him in to fill this interim role he was just there uh, but, okay yeah he's, he's like really got them playing well wow he played for qpr it's 13 14 norwich and 14 14 through 16 brandon we probably we, we might have had we probably gary O'Neill in our fantasy teams yeah, yeah <laughs> probably captain gary o'neill uh, at some point. All right, let's 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 move on here. Um, Chin Nation says uh, the best move for those with KDB. Says I'd like to split that money plus Andreas into Saka and Foden for game week thirteen, but Salah has Forrest uh, in thirteen. So sure. I'll, I'll take this one just because I, I have KDB right now and. Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple. I mean, Salah has finally discovered a little bit of form. I mean, he only got one goal in that match. Had had a hat, obviously a hat trick in eighteen seconds or whatever it was last week. And uh, uh, that, that Rangers match he came off the bench too, which is ideal for anyone who's who's thinking about bringing him in. So he comes off the bench, he gets the rest, which means he should he should start the next two Premier League fixtures or you know the one that just happened and then the next two, um, and gets the goal today. I cannot believe he didn't score on that first breakaway. And, and like you said, that I, I, it's rem- yeah. if they didn't credit Ederson with the save, that's incredible. Because if you slow it down, the save is the only thing that stops that from being yeah. uh, a, a solid goal. Yeah. Um, Salah is just that type of differential. You know, we've been bemoaning the lack of uh, explosive options in game week 12. 
and you can point to the stats tables and and Salah's form throughout the calendar year, but he does have that high ceiling. It's him, Son, and Kane this week, and I think Salah's looking just like ever so slightly better than Son, and he has the better fixture than Son. So yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. Keep it simple. Just get Salah and then begin anew with your transfer thoughts going into 13. The um, game week 13 is going to be really tricky, by the way, uh, just looking briefly ahead to that, because you pr- even even with the the Forest match, I think Man City are the only team in the Premier League that don't have a midweek fixture uh, for in, in game week 12. So they the best... I, I don't care what happened today. They're the best team in the Premier League. <laughs> so the, the best team in the Premier League uh, gets a full week of rest against a Brighton team that does not look quite as defensively solid as they as they did before before Potter left. Um, it's going to be very hard for me not to give a, a fully rested Man City um, squad the the. Also, I mean they're they're going to be angry, right? I mean they just mm-hmm. got a. You know, they just got this is what they now that there's anything humiliating about losing at Anfield, of course, but you know, it's still it's a they're not four back of, of Arsenal. I mean, like, you know, they're like kind of one more slip up or one more draw away from an actual title. Like it's like it's like Arsenal keep winning and every week you and I like get like one percent closer to admitting that maybe, <laughs> you know, they've got like a one in ten chance of winning the the Premier League title. But I I have loved yeah. watching Arsenal this season. I've loved it. I really like Arteta. I like the club. City are gonna when they finally face each other, City are gonna beat them by like Four or five goals would be my my prediction. I worry that Arteta is going to have that weird juju, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, it'd be a little bit like when Kit plays uh, her sister in a league of their own, you know, when she gets straight away from the Rockford Peaches, <laughs> you know. It's just, uh, you know, in the end, him? they it, maybe Pep throws it uh, for for Arteta at the <laughs> end, you know, just like uh, mm-hmm. just like Gina Davis does at the end of that movie. But you know, I I, I don't know, Brandon. I think. <laughs> Um, we'll see what we'll see. He already has a lot of titles. Uh, Pep we'll see Guardiola, what happens, the uh, Gina Davis of the Premier League. That's that's gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's true. Wonder if he's any good at archery uh, as well. Um, all right. So I think I think yeah, Salah, and then and then I think I likely will be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I am just not one of these people that that is like, why would I own this expensive player if I'm not going to captain him? I mean, I'm just I you know I, I, I I'm I'm experiencing in real time why that logic to me is, is flawed because you are paying for incredible consistency. And I have had Harry Kane, who I have not captained at all since I brought him into my squad in game week seven or eight, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I think it was eight. Um, and yet his, he lifts my rank every week, right? <laughs> because it's just mm-hmm. like, you have all of these more inconsistent players who aren't returning. And then you just have him and it's like, yeah, maybe I'm only getting eight or nine points, but like, that's, you know, add that up over, over several weeks, you know, and it, it turns into a, a really massive return. And then, you know, combine it with anything at all from a cheap player, which I've been able to thankfully get from Andreas, right? Andreas has been like the little, mm-hmm. he's been, he is that he is the, you know, you know, you know, Barack Obama, right? I'm, I'm really going before it with the metaphors today, Brandon, you know, <laughs> Barack Obama has that line about, you know, um, you know, uh, we are the ones we've been waiting for, you know, what I, I think Pereira is the 4.5 million midfielder we've been waiting for, you know, it's really, he's there, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Anyway, let's move on to, uh, the next question. We only have three to go, Brandon, cause I, I brought up question number 10. So let's make this new one. Question number 10. Um, what non-Brighton defenders would you consider? 
you, know, you, you also possibly double up. But let's talk about we, everyone's kind of doing the Brighton move, yeah. right? That's been the very popular move. What non-Brighton defenders would you consider? Oh, be like Josh and Brandon and bring in a Crystal Palace central defender. I brought in Anderson. You brought in Gahey. And mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. they, they looked pretty good on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and He had a scoring opportunity, in fact. Indeed he did, and they've got Wolves who do not create scoring opportunities. So you like that, Palace (laughs) playing at home. Newcastle are uh, just in great form right now. The double up, I I kind of was shying away. We were talking a little bit. I can't remember if this was on the Patreon pod last week, but I was talking about goalkeeper. Do I bring in Pope or Robert Sanchez? Uh, That would mean... Both would be a double up on either Brighton defense or Newcastle defense. And double up on Newcastle defense feels quite good at the moment. Uh, yeah. Mostly because Trippier will just bail you out uh, regardless of clean sheet or not. But, what um, a season he's having. Incredible, yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. season. It's, it's really great. So yeah, I think Palace and Newcastle jump out apart from Brighton. Even maybe more yeah. than Brighton. Yeah, um, I think I think they do. I think you know this Joe Gomez falls, I think, into that one week punt territory where um, you know if you were wild card in game week thirteen or if you were um, on a free hit, um, I don't think that Kanate is going to be ready. Um, you know, I kind of, I, I mean, it's just it's just doubtful, right? Anytime there's like a muscle injury that keeps a player out, it, it usually mm-hmm. it doesn't usually re- resolve. You know, if it's like an ankle or whatever, like a Mitro kind of thing, maybe you'd be, be okay. But a muscle one, it's just like you don't rush those, right? Because you just reaggravate yeah. them if you do. So and I Matip think, is know, also go, injured for anyone who's not been paying attention. So it does feel like even yeah. if Trent comes back into the squad at right back, Gomez moves centrally with Van Dyke. Yeah, exactly, and that's where he played um, in the in the Man City match, and you had uh, your boy Jimmy Milner um, out there in that um, in that right back. I love him to right death. Now, so I love him. Yeah, to and death. I guess Trent, and we haven't even talked about Trent, um, who is back. I guess you know. I mean, he was on the bench uh, today, and I suppose he might start. Um, I thought he was me out for like weeks. I don't know. Suddenly he's 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 back. So. Um, you know, it's like a, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, why I'm doing this with, the, with all the analogies and metaphors today, but uh, you know, it's like um, it's like in Rise of Skywalker. Okay, here we po, go. Poe Dameron Jesus. says, uh, says uh, you know, um, somehow Palpatine has returned. You know, and that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the opening crawl of game week eleven was uh, Trent returns Trent or is risen. <laughs> Trent, Trent speaks. Yeah, Trent speaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so apparently, apparently, apparently he's back. Um, I suppose. I mean, I, I would honestly stay away from both Trent and Robertson because um, Samikas has played well this year, and I think that the, there's at least a little chance that uh, Samikas uh, plays uh, starts at midweek um, over Robertson, especially because they have the early Saturday match uh, as well. Um, even though it is Forest, it's still just three days after this match. So really difficult Man City match. Midweek, uh, midweek, you know, home fixture with West Ham, and then and then away to Forest. So we'll certainly see rotation either midweek or or you know on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, so I think that that makes me a little scared of of any kind of non center back options on on Liverpool. Um, and you know, so Gomez, yeah, if I if I needed him for more than one week, I wouldn't bring him in. You know, uh, I would mm-hmm. I would go um, I would go elsewhere. But uh, if it was just for one week and I had a wild card or I was on a free hit, then then I I think he's a nice pick for. Game week um, 12. So, all right, Brandon, we've got two more questions here. 
Um, first one is from Aaron, and I think it's an important question. It kind of ties us right in with this Liverpool Gomez discussion. Uh, it says, "Do you think Liverpool will carry this intensity forward, or should we be wary that they can only get up for City since they did this in the Community Shield and then were flat the first ten weeks of the season?" It's a yeah, reasonable it's a, question. That is a good point. I had forgotten about that. You know, they had uh, looked good against City in the Community Shield before all this happened. Hmm. I mean, I don't feel like suddenly I want to be tripled up on Liverpool. This is a this is not a trend. The trend for Liverpool continues to be they're not their former selves. We're talking all this uh, excitement about Mo Salah only because of the ceiling in a week in which all of our um, precious FPL assets don't play. So it's sort of like a why not? I'm kind of like yep. intensely holding onto this wild card for when I get to get rid of Mo Salah, I'm guessing. Now, that, that could certainly change if Liverpool continue this ascent, but I'm not expecting them to you know, some, somehow become some high-flying high team like, like they used to. So I think they're appealing for the next two fixtures, mostly because they're competent, you know, regardless of their form, and uh, they have two really good fixtures. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like what you were saying with Joe Gomez. If you're looking to these guys for more than the next one or two weeks, then there could be an issue with your team structure. Yeah, I think it's um, I think I think you're right. It's just it's how you view them. That that is that is key here. Um we're so it's so nice this year. We're you know it's even though I I I think the 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 schedule has been a little weird um, this fall mm-hmm. for reasons that that were mostly out of the Premier League's control. Um, but uh, it is nice that we all get to get bailed out in Game Week 16. <laughs> like that we it's sort of fun. Any move you make with with Sal or anybody else, it's like it all just resets in November and you can just have anybody you want. Obviously, obviously there's things like team value and stuff like that, but that, I think that's really more important the first eight or nine weeks of the season. It's not as crucial now. It's not it's not a big factor in any of my thinking, certainly when it comes right. to, to these players, maybe dropping them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's um, I think I would only trust Salah. That's it. He's the only player I would trust in that team. Uh, just I'll, I'll, I'll weigh his historical track record and recent performance over what he did the first 10 weeks and and everybody else. I'm just going to avoid Van Dyke maybe has like a little bit of a case, you know, feels like he's ever due to bang one in, doesn't it? You know, just. What about Allison and goal? If you've got a, a goalkeeper situation, I mean, that's mm. not you know you know he's a he's a premium keeper, etc. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't hate so, that. So I don't hate weigh that. in. Yep, uh, Allison. Yeah, that was a question from uh, Red Dagger. Who is the best Allison, Brandon? You know, but to me, that's it's the one that Elvis Costello sings about. You know, that's the. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, Name you're gonna go better, Allison. I know. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Used to date this girl named Allison. She was a weird one. No, I wouldn't put her in the top ten. That's for sure. Um, no, I, I remember her. Yeah. Uh, all right, we better move on before we get in trouble here. Adam oh G. My. Final okay, question. Wow. <laughs> he says, "Do you expect any highly owned players to get sixty minutes or less this week?" Well, if they get 60, it's fine. I feel like it's the or less that really is uh, <laughs> is the crucial question. I, I think Perisic is the obvious one uh, because he has not been starting twice uh, in, a, in a week. I, I'm not sure he's done it all season. I mean, of course, now 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 watch him do it. But in general, mm-hmm. he has not been he has not been doing that. Um, 
I think that Sun could be at a little bit of risk because he has been benched a handful of times um, already this season and got the start, you know, on Saturday. Don't see with Kane. Mentioned a little bit of uh, uh, you know rotation risk with with Callum Wilson, which I think is there just because of his. It's it's like just all the players that have spotty health tracks, right? I think that's the bigger thing. It, that more than rest, I feel like is the is the consideration. Well, that's what an, an interesting flip of that is. I would be I would not be surprised if Skamaka does not gets benched in favor of Antonio against Liverpool just because Antonio has played in big matches. He knows how to harry big defenses. Skamaka isn't exactly setting the world on fire here. I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, But yeah, otherwise, like a a lot of the big players all played limited minutes over the weekend. I mean, you look at the likes of Trossard and Gross, I mentioned both came off in the 60 to 70 minute range. Andreas Pereira, and yes, correct. Andreas Pereira, you know, he he was subbed at the 86th minute, but still, that's a let's let's wrap him up sort of a situation. Leon Bailey, uh, yeah, no idea what's going to happen with this guy. He played just 65 minutes, but Stevie G has no earthly idea what he's doing at Villa. He could play anybody. (laughs) I don't know. I said it. Big okay. Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. You do. No, I mean, you know, let's, let's, I don't think any Villa fans are listed and they're like a fiercely uh, defending um, Stevie G. I mean, they, they may are, you know, quibble about the, uh, you know, the purchases, you know, the Grealish money has probably mm-hmm. not been spent well, you know, get a hundred sure. million pounds for a player. <laughs> I'm not sure what they got from that. Like, it's like a Danny Ings. Like, I don't really, it's, it's not clear to me. And, and and Leon Bailey, I guess they got Ings and Bailey for Jack Grealish. Like so, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's been invested in their spots Buendia, as well. Buendia, they bought. They bought. Um, uh, oh they, yeah, they paid that guy. That him. guy. He, he he is a championship star. This is like every couple of years you get one of these guys who is like he's like 30 goals and 20 assists in the championship, and then they come up and they just like whatever reason their game does not translate, you know, to the, to the mm-hmm. Premier league. So Dwight Gale, I feel like used to be like that. He'd get like 12 goals a season in the championship and then sure. come up with some, you know, with Hall or whatever. And it would, wouldn't yeah, work Dwight out, Gale so. would only score goals to wipe out your fantasy clean sheet. He <laughs> yeah, was like, true. I'm not sure he even exists. Like he, minute oh, sub. <laughs> he just hides under the bed and in the closet of FPL managers. He's not a real that's person. So He's more of that's a golem so type figure. Yeah. That's a fun, that's a, maybe that, well, that'll be, a World Cup discussion. Who are the who are the Gollum figures in, in the Premier League? Um, all right, so that is. Um, I think that I think that rounds things up here, Brent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like you said, I, I don't know. There's any other highly owned players that I think are. I think Sal starts certainly, um, and yes, uh, all the defenders. I would I would expect them all all the all the, all the ones that we've been, we've been bandying about. I would expect them all to start, except you know, and I would be I would be wary of those Liverpool fullbacks, as I as I mm-hmm. mentioned already. All right, Brandon. Well, we got a quick turnaround, so let's let's wrap things up here. Good luck to everybody. A reminder that the matches kick off on Tuesday afternoon. Get those teams set. Get that bus team ready right now once you're done listening to this week's podcast. Uh, and, Brandon, where can people find the podcast? People can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Did you know Amazon has a podcast platform? I, I only recently I, found this out. Did not know that. No, this is actually, this is genuinely news <laughs> to me. You <laughs> but if you, if you need a link or you need help, just go to alwayscheating.com and you can uh, jump to any podcasting platform of your choice. 
And if you like what you hear week in, week out, pay us a visit at patreon.com slash always cheating. Find multiple tiers. One will surely be right for you. You'll get more FPL content in return, including our extra ad-free podcast episode. We'll be joining our Patreon supporters Thursday night talking about our Game Week 13 decisions. Of course, the midweek fixture for Game Week 12 means we uh, don't really have a proper preview of Game Week 13, but we do for our Patreon supporters. Uh, Good point. Or just hit Josh up on, on Twitter and bother him with your Game Week 13 questions. I don't care. But we like to close every episode by thanking our special Patreon producers. Josh, I'll toss it to you to read through those beautiful names. Thank you to Mike DiPietro. Beat him in fantasy last week, Brandon. Great head to head. Trevor Ingerson. Seeing him tomorrow. Uh, our buddy Chris Howell, who is a uh, Tennessee volunteer, has had a major, major win. Over. It'd be cool if I could do this for every single person the producer list, but it's really these these, these top three, you know, are the ones yeah. I can. I can do it for, but yeah, Tennessee had a great win over Alabama, uh, last second field goal. Uh, DeBig Gafford, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Ryder Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Genoas, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Yuang, Shiv Majoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Velger Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox. Good luck to you, Bob Fox, in the October. Uh, the October kit giveaway. Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalyn F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Keith Cram, Roberto Morales, and Thomas Tislaff. You can find the podcast all over. Brenda, you already said that. We skipped ahead. We, you, you now know where to find the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.